Welcome back to Now, Navigating Our World with your host, Nandani Patia. Today, in episode two, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship and female leadership, navigating challenges and achieving success. This episode topic focuses on empowering women in entrepreneurship and leadership roles, discussing the challenges they face and the strategies they employ to overcome them. This topic will allow us to explore inspiring stories, practical advice, and insights on how women can thrive as entrepreneurs and leaders in their respective fields. Today, I am here with Tanmay Patia. Can you please give us a little brief background? For sure. That was a wonderful introduction. Uh, my name is Tanmay Patia. I am currently a realtor working in the Lower Man- Mainland. Uh, I'm also the campaign manager for a nonprofit organization that does quite a bit of charity work in India and has been active for the last 12 years. Uh, I think that's a pretty good introduction. Yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, can you share a bit about your journey in entrepreneurship and how you became passionate about empowering women in leadership roles? As a child, I was called bossy a lot. Uh, and I think I was, I kind of rebelled against that instead of accepting it because, you know, female socialization from a very young age is very, very strong. And I think a lot of women are kind of pushed out of leadership roles, even as children. But I wanted to go into leadership very badly. And I observed that in my house, like it was modeled in my home and my father gave me opportunities to be in a leadership uh, position as well as in school I did a lot of leadership like forcefully (laughs) even in places where it was like literally male teachers would be like we don't need you I'd be like this is unfair why are you just asking boys Mm. in Canada uh, like a while ago so yeah, that was that was kind of like my foray into leadership as a kid and empowering women. Okay, okay. So like what are some of the unique challenges that women face in entrepreneurship and leadership and how have you personally navigated them? I think there are a lot of challenges that women face in leadership and entrepreneurship. Uh, personally, I have faced opposition at like every single step seriously and the way that we face these challenges is that the mental discipline and fortitude required has to be very high you have to know intrinsically your own worth and intrinsically that you are good enough and you are comparable to your male counterparts because otherwise you're not going to feel at all confident and you Mm. will stop doing it that's true challenge wise okay think of it like this way when we enter into a field right there needs to be support and guidance for everybody regardless any job you're entering you need guidance you need a mentor Mm -hmm. people accept that as a standard yet women don't receive that a lot of the times male mentorship is with women is transactional uh it becomes some like a favor owed and it becomes very condescending because for a woman to ask to learn something new men see it as an inability to just figure things out on her own while they would never place that equivalent blame on a man wow that's actually very well said. Um, when you say it like that, I can definitely like, like picture all of these situations happening. But like, I'm just like, it's not really like profound. Like, you can't really tell that that's what's happening. But like, definitely that makes sense. Thank you for that. Have you ever faced that? Like, when you go into somewhere new and well, you need guidance and you don't get that same level of respect? Absolutely, all the time. I have, well. I have observed this a lot and Mm -hmm. I've personally experienced it a lot and uh, it's become kind of from a young age I've developed like uh, guards against it Mm -hmm. and ways to kind of uh, surpass those limitations 
But that is, I think, one of the biggest challenges is the double standard when it comes to capability. Like, we expect women to be instantly capable at everything. And if, even women themselves, if they don't know something, they are so hard on themselves. I cannot tell you the amount of times I have, like, taught a woman some simple task that, yes, it is simple, but they've never done it before. They've never used that program before. And it's their first time ever, like using that piece of tech, for example. And they will be so mad at themselves for not figuring it out. Equivalent man will ask, like, and I've observed this, will ask the group chat, like a hundred people, no embarrassment, how do you do this very simple thing? Mm -hmm. And he might have been in the business way longer. Longer, He would ask his mentor. He would ask, like, the assistants. There's no shame when men ask other men for help. Right. But women feel so much shame. And they're taught to feel so much shame when they're not perfect. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, like, can you highlight some specific strategies or approaches that women can employ to succeed as entrepreneurs and or leaders? I think the one great thing in our modern day life, uh, above everything, is that the one great resource, sorry, I should correct, is technology. Mm. Uh, not people, not the people around you, not the resources you can access physically, but if you have access to the internet and technology, uh, a lot of limitations fall away. Your, the refusal of your peers to help you, the refusal of anybody to mentor you, uh, not having access to the funds to take classes on a particular skill or whatever. All of these limitations in the past have greatly affected you know, the capabilities, uh, how much women can reach their capabilities. And now, technology is a very, very big support to that. So I think the first thing that women need to do is educate themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, there are so many great resources out there on body language, uh, executive presence, public speaking, uh, having a very commanding voice, for example, if that's something you need, eye contact, like mm -hmm. all of these skills, charisma even, like these are all skills that I have, I don't want to say taken classes because I haven't paid for it, but <laughs> that I've learned about online wow. and through books and through YouTube videos, all of these resources that are, are available. and. Those were a little bit of those soft skills that people don't mention, right? Uh -huh. Obviously, it goes without being said that all the tech support is there. Learning Excel, learning Word, whatever, Google Docs, Canva, anything you need for your business, mm -hmm. you can learn it online. And I think pe women especially should, use whenever it. they have time, use that resource. Okay. You know what another resource is? this podcast that is uh, free and gives you incredible insight. Go watch the previous episode if you haven't already. Anyways, that's a great answer. Um, and I definitely have to go into that as well, saying that there are so many resources out there. Canna Academy, I've been using it for so long. Literally anything you want to learn, just go there. Absolutely free. So many resources if you're a college student, high school student. Um, it's endless, really. So basically, take advantage of what you can take advantage of. It's not hurting anyone. Absolutely. Uh, don't get mad. Get paid at the end of the day. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in your experience, what are some effective ways to break barriers and promote inclusivity in the business world? Now, that's a very heavy question is, because yeah. the onus doesn't fall on women it shouldn't but it does right yeah uh, let me like that's the correction it shouldn't but it does um it's not it's not our job to break the glass ceiling it's not our job to uh like compete heavily and enter into fields where no woman has gone before or very few women have and be treated like shit yeah. for so long mm -hmm. just for people to 20 years down the line praise and be like oh you're such a embarrassment that's <laughs> what it is 
that's what in the past women have gone through the icons that we look at today uh, are the women who struggle like that but that being said if you are somebody who wants to enter into a very competitive field and you're feeling very very alone isolated if you cannot find community in person and you're feeling isolated uh again once again reach out to your resources find community online uh facebook groups are actually a very very good way to uh connect with people that you would never have connected with otherwise mm-hmm. same uh with like online groups like reddit you can find a lot of support and uh, resources in these kind of online communities and just because it's online doesn't make it any less valid right yeah i definitely like feel you on that it might feel different to people who are trying it out for the first time because like you know like in person communicating with touch comforting you is like a different level of like comfort but having to do it all online because you don't have a community where you are is sad but can be incredibly helpful at times of needs so again that's a great resource yeah we're talking about when you said like specifically like societal limitations yeah. right uh if you don't have those of course this doesn't apply to you we're talking about women who are incredibly isolated and they have no other resource you can't change the society around you exactly. right most people don't have that instant power uh but what you can do is reach out and access the communities you do have access to so could you share any like inspiring stories of women entrepreneurs or leaders who have made a significant impact in their fields? Actually, uh, well, there's a lot of names here that we would name, but I feel like those are known. So I'll talk a little bit about, you know, in my charity work uh, mm. in India, we actually support incredibly poor women. Uh, a lot of times these are girls as young as 16-17 who have been for some reason either they were married and their husband died or they have been kicked out of the family for some reason Uh, they cannot support themselves they're very very isolated as we were saying earlier so for them these incredibly poor women uh, our charity has a specific program where we teach them free sewing skills and what this allows them is it's nothing like crazy but it allows them to fund their life they it allows them to function independently and not be dependent on anybody around them for basic necessities such as food shelter and it's really empowering for these women i think that's what true empowerment is the power to direct your own life and it's very dark to think about but without our intervention and without programs like these these are the women that would fall prey to uh trafficking or begging on the street which is actually very very common in india and does not turn out well a lot of times for young children and women yeah so that's a very inspiring i think is personally i think is a very inspiring example of entrepreneurship actually changing lives on the ground wow yeah that's very well said um so sad because like child trafficking and human trafficking is such a huge issue in this world but i just don't think people pay attention to it as much because it happens on the low it happens to people that have no one so it happens to people that like no one even knows that they're gone yeah uh you know like prostitution and uh, even sex trafficking is a considerable issue in canada yeah like re- a lot of people don't know about this but uh, it's a problem here it's a significant issue but it's very underground mm. and the news doesn't talk about it at all why would they it's all about indigenous people yeah. they do it yeah they indigenous people have suffered so much and they continue suffering and it usually happens to them and they're the ones who speak out saying our sisters are missing they're gone where are they but no one answers them 
Yeah, yeah. In terms of like indigenous people, like the, the genocide is ongoing. Uh, that's a very heavy issue though, but uh, everybody looks at Canada as this perfect place. I think the propaganda is actually very effective. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. I think Canada has one of the most effective propaganda. Oh my god, programs. the government is gonna come for us. In I'm, the, I'm scared. In the world. No, seriously, if you look at it, it's yeah. extremely effective. Nowhere, uh, most people in the world internationally know a little bit or know a lot about the problems of other world's countries. Take Amer- America, for example. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. News people all over the world. They like, know how no, shitty it is, yeah. Right? But Canada, They're everybody nice. thinks that Canada is some perfect place. Nobody has internationally i'm talking about guys not in canada internationally i talk to people nobody has any idea Same. about the history of canada yeah. most immigrants in canada themselves are not aware they're ignorant oh i had this conversation too like um one of my friends she said that she came like to canada six years ago and they used to celebrate canada day like every year because they were so grateful for them letting them into the country Mm -hmm. and them being a part of canada and their lives have gotten so much better but ever since like getting educated on history of like canada they've stopped celebrating it because they know it's built on genocide it's built on the death of many many indigenous people and this is not something i feel that is educated as much as it needs to be it's not in the history books right like we are not not as much that. we're like it's like very um like even in high school we were doing like world history know, before like that Canadian history. it's very like we opinionated came, we came yeah. and we traded with them and they gifted us this land and then like and then there were some problems here and there even like personally my teacher is like very opinionated so my history teacher was pretty good i'm not gonna name him but he was like talking about it and he was like saying oh how bad it is stuff like that but i know that's not usually how it's done because oh, he mentioned average, it yeah. multiple times that this is the history guys you're not gonna find it in your textbooks but this is the history and like yes the Canadian government, sure, they're implementing ways saying that we acknowledge that we're on this land. Okay, we acknowledge it. What else? Like, what are you doing? It's very performative. To, yeah, it's very like, what are you doing every time it happens. to help, like, give back their land to their community? I don't think it's, uh, people think I'm crazy when I say this, but I don't think it's crazy to say that a percentage of the tax that the government takes should go to indigenous people for every single, every single building that is on unceded land. Seriously, every that should be, and indigenous should go directly to them. Should be leaders. There should be more indigenous people on the government board leading this. Like they should be as involved as anyone else is in their own country. That's not, but the government's not going to do that, right? They're not. All we can do is support indigenous people. When they ask for support, we can go and um, help them as much as we can. Speaking of, do you know uh, when I was doing, when the Wet'suwet'en protests were happening, I was doing a lot of research and afterwards I did papers for this in college as well, but uh, the missing and murdered indigenous women, there's a huge correlation to man camps. Yeah, and nobody talks about that mm-hmm. either. You want to talk about it a little bit? We got some time. I mean, uh, okay, so you guys know that in Canada, whenever we have like any like oil setup going on there are uh, in isolated parts of Canada usually man camps are set up around it to uh, expedite the process set up that pipeline right whatever and uh, a lot of the time so that the companies don't have to put extra effort they are made the man camps are made nearby existing indigenous community so that they can utilize the resources there like the stores and stuff there is a huge correlation to every single time a man can pops up the percentage of women in those communities going missing getting murdered getting assaulted shoots up through the roof and there is little to nothing nothing like nothing done about it because those men are transient they are not locals they have no identification there they have no connections to that community nobody can identify them 
uh, actually, can- the Canadian government actually did a huge report about this, the missing, murdered Indigenous women, and it came out I think 2021. Don't quote me on that, but it was a huge thing funded by the Canadian government, and the results were like horrifying, right? But no action, like pretty much no action has been taken since. It's it was once again a very performative thing, and they talked to thousands of family, like literally. You read that report, it's hundreds of pages long, and you read areas of it. The stories are harrowing, like people who say, my mother, my sister, my cousins, my aunts have all been missing, they've been assaulted. From a young age, they've been getting sexually assaulted, and like, no support from the government. Like, that is how performative it is. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. It's it's very such, harrowing. It's like so sad yet unfortunate. It just makes me angry though. Like yeah. I just feel like my heart goes out to those families. Like imagine having to go through an interview thinking that oh, I'm telling my part of the story. I'm telling my sisters, my mothers. I, I'm telling their stories hoping like having hope in your heart that something justice. might happen justice might happen but nothing happens it's just like it's out in the world it's disgusting like honestly every single time i think about that paper uh, actually i did a college paper on that it was very in-depth uh, i think about that paper every single time it makes me so mad like so mad so frustrated and uh, there is like so little knowledge about this even and I remember like presenting that paper to the class and nobody in the class had I- any idea of what we were talking about and they were all shocked by it. Oh my god. Yeah, like it was about like, the correlation between man camps and that, but... I decided to do this like podcast, I started it because of my capstone project, but before um, I was deciding what I want to do and I wanted to actually do an investigation on indigenous women, but I was like, if I do a podcast, I can also talk about that on there, so I decided on this, mm. but the thing is, it's actually very easy to get knowledge of this, you just have to go and talk to them, and the thing is, like, there's many, like, there's a lot of information online as well like where indigenous people try to talk about their stories like on social media apps sometimes it's taken down but yeah, sometimes it just stays there for um, enough time for you to see it or download it and share it yeah. but I do see a lot of the um, indigenous people that I follow usually on TikTok they get banned and their account gets removed or the videos get deleted and I just like that doesn't happen to like many creators yeah, yeah, that's actually quite common. Uh, during the Wet'suwet'en pro- protest, uh, I remember like following these accounts, actually being on the ground and observing some things. And like nowhere in the news would it be mentioned how bad the police were behaving, right. uh, how extreme they were. I remember like watching on friends' personal stories, like police literally raiding camps with guns, oh and God. in Canada like in Canada and nobody even knew about it nowhere in the news completely mum about it the story would be removed magically like it seems like a conspiracy theory but it really isn't like the propaganda is so good it's so good it's something to actually study about (laughs) yeah no it honestly it's like I think Canada has done an excellent job I think the way that uh the white patriarchy continues on in Canada, mm-hmm. right? It's actually very, very subtle because people think that we live in somewhat of a democratic country. It's not true. Uh, if you look at all the men in power, our prime ministers, there's a very significant uh, tell that they're all from the same wealth bracket, all highly educated white men. Like, it's not a conspiracy theory. Canada For sure. is continuously For sure. involved in maintaining I the mean, supremacy. The U.S. Everyone thought the U.S. was amazing because they were like, "Come to America and follow your dreams," and it was like a huge thing. And then, slowly, slowly, the truth started coming out, and they're like really bad about it. But one thing Canada does is that like free healthcare. 
<laughs> I think so actually, bad. I think it's very interesting that immigrants here actually do love Canada because yeah. immigrants have great experiences here. Well, because we compare it to our past countries, but I think we need to ask ourselves that we consider as Indian people like British colonization of India to be a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. We don't think it was a positive. We consider it to be cruel. Yeah. We consider it an act of war. Mm-hmm. And even now, we talk about how harmful British colonization was, how For much sure. they took in terms of resources, not just monetary, but even now they have our jewels, our artifacts Give in back. the British Museum. I, I want to, like, this is like a passion of mine, that once I make it big, when I'm like 50 or 60 years old, I am going to get our shit back all right this is on camera i'm getting it back (laughs) but as i was saying like we agree that that was bad Mm -hmm. but we don't think about the fact that we are also perpetuating that same legacy here in canada yeah we are actually now part of the colonizers as immigrants here that's really messed up to think about though that's really very very sad i mean it's true and we have to like give that life though it's true we are we are colonizers now i mean but not we're, technically like we're like, aiding them in a way we're, we're aiding we're them. here we're living here technically we're, we're not colonizers we're immigrants but, but we are yeah. aiding the colonizers agenda even by like being in canada i mean as present. much as it goes like i feel like we should support indigenous people and give like show them our support and say yeah. that we're on their side. Yeah. If a revolution ever happens and indigenous people want to take over the government, you know whose side I'm on. For sure, absolutely. And I think like once again, like resources online. There's so many resources that that's how I learned about it. I think people should educate themselves, and it comes down to like female entrepreneurship. I think it actually people are like, oh, what is the segue? It yeah. makes no sense a lot of indigenous communities were had matriarchal leadership very much so present in their structure and one of the very big reasons that and this is very underground like one of the very big reasons that when Canada was colonized it was done with so much uh, like what people call like support from the indigenous tribe but really it's like manipulation like they Mm. manipulated them it was because the original colonizers refused to talk to female leaders they refused to talk the matriarchal leaders of the tribes and they were like we want to talk to men and indeed it was the men who made a lot of the shitty decisions to hand over the land and sign it over and it did not count because they didn't even think the land couldn't be signed over it was their traditional land and the matriarchal leaders were completely against it it blows up it blows a lot of people's mind when i say that there is like resources that tell you that and uh, actually like vocally these stories have been passed down in some tribes but it's been actually kind of even erased from their history because the elected official the elected chiefs have completely taken over a lot of tribes even now in the modern day and they don't respect like the older practices of the land being sacred and maintaining the land because now they think that uh, well they think that survival is key like when they came here indigenous people helped them so much like they couldn't have survived they couldn't have survived they thought that when they came here that indigenous people were just living in this natural naturally bountiful like forest with all these foods and all these paths they didn't realize that it'd been cultivated like that for centuries in like in tune with nature it was a very sophisticated way of living where you would not drastically alter nature but you would like plant supportive like feeding tree feeding plants and stuff like fruits and vegetables would grow abundantly in the forest in nature and they would walk those paths cyclically and (laughs) colonizers came and they were like this is so unfair you're just naturally living like this and it tore it all down and made it into farmland because they were like you're not using this Uh, finders keepers we're using it better you're not getting this land back 
uh, talking about this is like it's a very heavy topic yeah. and there's just so much you can just like delve into but I'm gonna bring us back okay and we're I'm gonna, gonna talk about the leadership yeah we're gonna talk about what advice would you give to aspiring women entrepreneurs and leaders who may be facing self-doubt or societal limitations so I know you talked about this in resources mm-hmm but I want you to go in depth on how they can say it to themselves. Imposter syndrome, stuff like that. Very, very, okay. Very good. This is, okay. So first of all, let's get out societal limitation. Let's get that out of the way. That is very challenging. That is not something, like we talked about it earlier. I think that if you have access to online resources are the best way to overcome societal limitations. Right. if even you have access to the technology if not i think the next step is to work hard grind until you can escape that community mm-hmm. that is not supportive uh for me personally those are the those are i think the top things in societal limitations i really can't see other so- solutions out of it that are short term long term of course but short term wise those are my solutions if i was to be uh, in a situation like that in India but then again we are thinking of we have all this knowledge now how would anybody know there uh, people have to make that decision for themselves if they are happy just becoming more comfortable in that situation mm-hmm. or like adapting or they want to actually escape they want to spread their wings they think they can do something we have so many serious stories about women who were completely shut down by their families they were artists they were talented intelligent but they got married at 20 and they never had an opportunity to do to do anything with their education <laughs> i know so many stories like that oh but uh, but let's come down to the uh, something a little bit more approachable which is self-doubt right that is something i think is very much so a taught phenomenon in women mm-hmm. uh, okay personally like I heard this anecdote once and I myself have observed it so many times it is I have been in rooms with men who are multimillionaires who earn seven figures six figures uh, they drive fast cars expensive cars Lamborghinis whatever these men that seem to be like so desirable to society they seem to be the pinnacle of success i have met these men i have talked to them personally and really they are not that special (laughs) no this sounds so bad but there is nothing differentiating those men from the average person except for their ambition 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 and drive that is it there is nothing else they are intelligent people yes they're charismatic people for sure they are good public speakers absolutely but at the end of the day all those qualities i have observed and found in please people of all different financial backgrounds women of all different financial backgrounds i've seen that potential in them potential what is differentiating those women from reaching those highs uh self-doubt imposter syndrome they think that they're they don't have what it takes to make it i think that's wrong you need to tell yourself that at the end of the day there is a man with less experience than you out there out there calling himself an expert in whatever you're doing wow you know what Listen to her, guys, because I owe all my confidence to her. A lot of people, like, tell me I'm charismatic, I have confidence, I'm, like... A lot of, like, men call me a man. (laughs) That sounds so weird, but it's true. Like, you know this, you've seen this. Yeah. Old men, like, they call me my father's son. Because, like, 
It's not that I don't know how to like dress up. It's like everyone calls in Hindi beta, but like literally they say, Oh, I thought he was your son. The way he talks. I'm like, Oh, wait, cheat. I'm so sorry. It's just, it's funny. Cause like, yeah, I'm dressed masculine right now, but usually at these events, I'm like, uh, I have makeup on, I'm very feminine. It's more in the sense that my confidence, the way I talk, the way I joke with these like old men is how young sons would be doing. The confidence. Uh, maybe even the audacity, the audacity to think that you can get away with that level of disrespect. That's what men are taught. The comfort Young to sons, be in yeah. your own skin right. and not make yourself small. Not make yourself as invisible as possible so other people are more comfortable. That is not something guys are taught to. Most most men, right? Let me, let me specify for the no nuance Nellie's out there. <laughs> think about it uh men don't have to think about shaving men don't have to like shaving their legs before they put on a dress they don't have to think about their posture too much or the whether or not their clothes are going to be distracting whether or not a smile is going to be considered flirty or professional these are all things that professional women have to consider right women in general but professional women i think especially adds on a layer of how to interact without men perceiving every interaction as flirtation uh that is something that took me a long time to navigate but i think i've kind of perfected it now uh because i've been in these not because people are gonna say i'm so young how does she know not because i just watched a bunch of stuff and didn't do anything it's because i've been practicing these skills for like a decade now Mm -hmm. i entered these spaces where i was communicating with extremely rich people rich men at a very young age yeah and it kind of taught me that oh they're human just like the rest of us i know you hear it all the time but it's very true they have their follies they can be arrogant they can be rude they can be disrespectful they can be very petty at times we know this but at the end of the day you are just as capable of any of those skills the good and the bad as them self-doubt is a monster that it will eat away right at eat away at you and you need to take some very i'm gonna repeat that and you need to take some very hard actionable steps to get out of that shell Uh, once again online like search up charisma how to have good executive presence uh even there's tutoring on like how to be more confident how to get over your self-doubt when you learn about the fact that actually there's this quote i don't know who said it maybe i said it (laughs) when you think about the fact that you are a grain of sand on the shores of time really think about it you're minuscule I don't want to say we don't matter because we do but at the end of the day nobody's <laughs> going to remember you being self-conscious you're you not taking steps you're not trying to achieve your dream people are going to remember your legacy so leave a good legacy behind oh my god hey guys i want to tell you something um she raised me on this <laughs> as a young child she made me say you don't matter <laughs> you are nothing <laughs> That sounds so bad when you say that. But it's true. It's arrogance. true. Like, like, I was very get out arrogant. of that. How do you say that? I can't even say it. It's like Potomac, P-T-O-M-E-L-I-C. I can't even pronounce it. But there's that. There, there was this philosopher a long time ago, a long time ago, who was like, the Earth is the center of the world, mm-hmm. and all the planets and the sun rotates around it. That's not the way it is, bestie. Chill. <laughs> Don't ever not, use that. Again. You're not the center of the world. Yeah. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares for the most part. Mm-hmm. People are very self-obsessed. And as long as you're not harming anybody and you're not harming yourself, do whatever makes you feel good. Wow. Very well said. Like As long as you're not harming a community yourself anyone around you go ahead and do it yeah how is self-doubt serving you right right and i say this as somebody who used to be very very much so a perfectionist oh. self-doubting mm-hmm. uh very depressed teenager and i remember like going through 
and reading a lot and consuming a lot of media about how to change and it comes from within right mind over matter it's not just a saying the internal will form the external mm-hmm. so if you're talking to yourself negatively all day would you ever talk to somebody else like that no, no. then why are you calling yourself all these names being mm-hmm. so mean to yourself usually yourself. the people who doubt themselves actually are the little people who go and comment on different people's like comment sections usually self-doubters are the ones who will doubt other well, people yes, they are insecure in i get it yeah. but like in real life they would never if, say that yeah anyone, that's yeah. what i'm talking about in real life if you insulted somebody the way a lot of women tend to do to themselves like body shame criticize oh my god insult If Cancel. you did it to a man, can you imagine society thinking that's oh okay? Oh my god, hell not. And if it is, we call it out. We're like, that's inappropriate. That's not acceptable. Like, how can you say that? But why is it acceptable when women do it to themselves or, exception, their young daughters? Wow. It's yeah. not okay. I think you need to, people need to start making the change of... It's very easy. Start with one thing. Anytime you say something mean to yourself in your head reprimand yourself be like oh we don't do that that's not good and replace it with a compliment not a fake compliment but rephrase it in a way that actually matters so i'll give you an example when i was very young 13 14 uh i tried to start doing this and i was like because i actually grew up with this uh our parents had changed but I, my mom was a huge like education in India which you understand I mean, can be crazy yeah. so I would pers- and she stopped caring when I came to Canada but the mindset was still there for me yeah. so I would get back a like 98% or a 9 out of 10 and the first thing I'd say to myself I was like how can you be so dumb as to not get that one Damn. point those two points versus me i get like one out of ten on a test and i'm proud of myself for getting that one question right that mentality i should i actually exactly did that and i was like oh you got one out of ten wrong that's okay but look at the nine out of ten you got right Mm. talk to yourself like a child right like heal your inner child first because i that's in my experience that's where a lot of trauma for women comes it's like unhealed childhood trauma uh where they were expected to be silent but perfect and do everything at an age where they should have been doing nothing and going out and playing Mm. like i've had women brag to me about the fact that they were capable of maintaining a household by the time they were 13 as in sweeping laundry cooking cleaning dishes and all the miscellaneous stuff that goes into it that's ridiculous that's not something to strive for sadly it's the lives of many women yeah but but if you see women around you who are like that try to pull them out of it seriously it's not healthy it's actually really hard like i know so many like women who go through that and like talking to them about these things to them it's normal to them it's their lives and saying anything to them you have to approach it in a very empathetic way in a way you're showing empathy to them in a way you're showing like you're not looking down upon them you're appreciating them for who they are for everything they've done and kind of just giving them a safe space to talk about their feelings and how they feel about this certain subject because this certain subject is their life how they were raised so it's you have to approach in a very like again kind manner the internalized misogyny is honestly all very strong Uh, in Asian communities especially I've observed where there is a certain pride within women about being the perfect mother the perfect wife because Mm -hmm. that is all they were allowed to be we need to give women support we need to understand them we need to understand all the things they've gone through because of society and we have to approach them in a kind manner this is if you're a woman trying to help another woman right if you're a woman trying to heal from this yourself uh remember online resources i can compile some if there's any interest in that uh and self-care is the big one like try to try to take some moments to yourself sit down when you drink water oh my god eat well eat slowly wow 
a lot of things I've noticed is usually when women say, oh, um, it's my day off, they feel like a lot of things I hear is saying, I feel I'm, I'm lazy today, or oh, I, I know I, I should work, but I, I feel bad, I haven't done stuff, like, there's so much stuff to do, and I'm so lazy, and I'm, like, I'm not working at all, I'm like, girl, <laughs> you're allowed to relax. Say this, instead of saying all that, just be like, I'm taking a day off for myself today or I'm healing from this week or I'm just taking a mental health day like you're allowed to have these things like a lot of you hear me say this all the time saying that oh um yeah I'm not gonna school today <laughs> because I need that mental health day or like I need some time off from school or I, I have think, some other things I get where you're coming from but I don't think that's realistic this is a very yeah so I'm very privileged in that sense thing. yeah um uh, when I talk about when I talk about self care, I more so mean <laughs> when I talk about self care, yeah. I more so mean uh, actionable steps, small steps. Mm-hmm. Because taking a day off and feeling good about it, it's not within the timeline for a lot of these women who are right. very busy. But you know what is doable when you're drinking a glass of water? First of all, drink water. And second of all, sitting down when you're drinking water, just taking two minutes to yourself and breathing. Like, that is something that my mom struggles with. And I have to, like, sometimes put her there and she's like, oh, that was good. Thank you. Because there's so much go, 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 go. Mentally, physically. Mm -hmm. But small things like that, I think, are much more achievable than like taking a whole day so like sitting down and just having a few sips of water and just letting yourself breathe for a moment or two meditating for a couple of minutes a day going out and breathing in the fresh air without your phone just a couple of minutes seriously try that if you are somebody who's been like if you're a woman anybody but if you're a woman who's been struggling with that feeling of burnout and like over overdoing it uh, start with these small steps. Just go out, breathe in the fresh air without your phone for like five minutes. See how it makes you feel. See if you feel better and if it's something you'd want to implement for a lo- for longer. Wow, okay. As we were talking about like child trafficking, I got an Amber Alert as well Ooh. of someone, yeah. Uh, BC Amber Alert, all of British Columbia issued by Surrey RCMP, the abducted female child is Aurora Bolton, described as 8 years old, 3 feet 11 inches tall. Brown shoulder length hair, brown eyes, and the abducted male child is Joshua Bolton, described as 10 years old, brown hair and blue eyes, last known location, Crafty's Kitchen and Bar in Kelowna. The suspect is Verity Bolton. What? Oh. The suspect is... Verity Bolton, 5 feet 2 inches, brown hair, brown eyes, possibly traveling in blue 2012 Dodge Their mother. car. Wow. Do not approach. Call 911. The mother, sister. Okay. You didn't hear that? Usually no. here when we get like children taken away, it's because the court has awarded custody to the parent who's like, oh, this is a like the other parents like this is unfair Mm, yeah honestly i don't know much about that but like i'm just saying like there's issues in canada guys it's not perfect to like my international watchers because i did see on like the insights thing that there's international people watching this so thank you guys (laughs) international watchers from korea what oh whatever um it's actually from america people are watching in america wow we're calling Technically, so like American people who oh yeah they are though American people who think Canada is perfect we are not we are I feel like we're better than you in some ways in the sense that we don't no, have we don't gun issues that, that much but yeah gun gun issues is a huge one yeah uh, the parties are not as polarized here I guess. but it's essentially the same yeah in a lot of ways. Anyways. Anyways. Next question. So we've already answered this, but I just want to bring it out again. So how can women entrepreneurs and leaders effectively build a support network and leverage mentorship and networking opportunities? So we know online resources. Mm-hmm. 
but how do we do networking opportunities with online people? Reach out to men. Uh, well, online, just reach out to women who, who are, are in the experts same field. in the field. Oh, right, 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 right. And not even with any like nefarious intent, just to connect, just to get some advice. Yeah. Uh, if you have specific questions, be like, sometimes I feel very uncomfortable in some situations. Would you be willing to meet for a coffee? my treat so i can pick your ba- brain about how to handle that's the situation i've actually done that before but not for that specific intent more as in the sense like um i want to like build my own like brand i want to like build my f- like business in the future and kind of just like asking certain questions from people i kind of idolize in a way in their business and i invite them for a coffee and usually every single time they're very excited about it. Yeah. They want to talk about things that they've gone through Their journey. and help people also achieve success. And I've gone out and had um, coffee or tea with so many amazing, wonderful people who have given me so much information and insight. And I feel like a lot of like my success also is owed to them in a way, in the sense that um, that support and that kind of like, oh, you, you're going to do amazing, Nandini. I can see an amazing future ahead of you. Like I can tell you're going to go great and do great things in the future. That type of encouragement from very established professionals in their field is sometimes what you need to like be able to say, oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Absolutely. I That is literally exactly what I mean. You just got to apply that mindset now to like femi- female leadership, feminine yeah. leadership. Um, personally, for me, uh, while we are reaching for what we need, also criticize the lack of it. So what right. I mean by that is if you go to conferences that are like big on a big scale or even like small talks and you don't see any female representation, call or it out. Little. Call it out. Uh, I've done that. Why? I've done that at multiple places and I'm like, I don't feel supported or heard here. You think there's not a single woman you could find who's successful in this particular thing? Really? Really? Is that true? And I will write to the like i have done it yeah i've I done will, it too <laughs> i will write to the organizers that i think this is like a, I, a lot of women there were feeling it like women made up a huge percentage of your attendees because usually like we are paying for these services these opportunities and we're not seeing any representation or support make it make sense doesn't make any sense yes. in my opinion so call it right. out you have that right mm-hmm. don't ask don't get so try and there's no harm in That's trying huge. consistently keep trying that i've done that for many different mm-hmm. spaces i've done it for like we're vegetarians i've done it for vegetarian i was gonna food. say that and i've seen results i've seen oh results God. a lot of the times right. i was especially in canada one. in a place like canada yes. where people feel like bad for being called out and they're like oh we're not being diverse and representative yes diversity is huge called thing. out I, I just wanted to say that for like remember that thing we went to for the scholarship thing yeah and that event like there was like no vegetarian food that was just like on a plate without being shared with me yeah yeah I remember like it was all mixed and stuff so I wrote an email to them and being like hey I was a nominee for this anything. like why couldn't we like um get like food for us because there was so much food there was so many cakes and there were they all had egg in them and then there was so much um like so many salads so many types of breads and cheese and i was like oh i'm hungry i want to eat but it was mixed with a plate of meat i'm like i'm not gonna touch that like you gotta respect it so i wrote a very nice email you don't be mean in your emails very respectfully and nicely say it um say you're like describe your issue um describe who you are say that in the future you would like to see an improvement and if there's any advice they need to see that improvement or support always contact yeah. like you and it works like i've done this so many times wherever i have a problem like you if i have a problem with something i email them and usually every single time they take care of it yeah it's a like it's a thing and another thing is you know how you said earlier you mentioned that hearing that kind of support that you can do this you're gonna do great things that's absolutely it you need that kind of 
everybody needs validation guys i don't know yeah. how why we like uh, why we women at, at we as women feel so much like shame asking for appreciation or validation it's necessary uh it's a human thing to want to want to receive affirmation that yeah you're doing a good job you're doing well but on the flip side be that person for other women around you yeah if you can be uh be a girl's girl i've actually done that a lot where i've been teaching a woman some skill and she'll be like apologizing she'll be like i'm so sorry i don't know i'm so dumb i'll be like no 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 like i shut it down i'm like no 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 you are so capable i know i'm gonna show this to you once and you'll know it but how were you supposed to learn without anybody teaching you they're like no it seems like it's so simple and i couldn't figure out i'm like do you think other people just figured it out themselves no they had opportunity to practice you're so busy you have kids you're doing home all day you don't have time to sit around like me wasting like three hours clicking around that's that's on Perfect. me i have that time just because you don't doesn't mean that you're not smart awesome. i can save you time by showing you so why wouldn't you wouldn't i you're not dumb for not knowing it yeah you just don't have the time awesome be that person for other women be that person Okay, so because of time issues, we're going to try to wrap that up and go into the last two questions. Okay, so give me what are some promising trends or initiatives that you've observed in supporting women's entrepreneurship? How can we further advance these efforts? Okay, quick, quick, quick. First thing, social media, big thing, big, big, big thing. Uh, even in the last 10, 15 years, I've seen a huge rise in the re- kind of representation I see online in media mm-hmm. and on social media. And if you're the if you're stuck in a certain uh, like uh, feed algorithm feed, uh, click on the little dots at the bottom and like report the videos you don't like or say don't show this to me tinker with it a bit until your algorithm is feeding you content you like because nobody needs to go on to instagram and feel bad about themselves for like an hour don't follow influencers yeah don't follow people who you look at and feel just like encouraged or feel bad about yourself don't follow celebrities unless it's like somebody who's actually doing good work yeah i don't follow any celebrities usually my friends actually ask me oh you don't follow kylie jenner you don't follow these people like oh look at her new post i'm like i don't talk to those people anymore for like the reason i'm gonna say it right now is because i don't want to talk about people who are not making the difference in the world that is needed yeah like we don't need to talk about the latest outfit like sure why not like hey we're going on a trip let's go there's nothing wrong with fashion yeah nothing wrong with that just it's in my opinion I don't think it needs it's to be not that yes exactly like it's not that big of a deal to talk about every single day talk about these exactly billionaires what they're doing stuff like that I think um, we should have many various topics to talk about and I'm more interested in business so I usually follow accounts that encourage business entrepreneurs stuff like that podcast accounts how to improve your daily life um self-improvement tips stuff like that so i personally like that niche so i follow those things um find what you want to get encouraged in find what you want to do and follow those accounts and go onto your instagram and feel happy feel encouraged feel motivated yeah do not stop following accounts that make you feel bad yeah and as you said like start consuming content that actually supports you helps you right all right so looking ahead what do you envision for the future of women in entrepreneurship and leadership roles and how can we continue to foster their success okay as technology is becoming more and more like uh, self-reliant in the sense that people can create whole empires just on their own uh, the capabilities there, I think we already are seeing it. I actually am supporting quite a bit of like these women who are doing very niche, unique business things online. Uh, I think as technology continues to evolve so that people are more and more capable of doing everything themselves, uh, I think you're going to see a lot more women being capable and being coming out as entrepreneurs we're seeing that already i think the trend is going to keep rising they, i yeah. really don't think it's going to go back 
I'm and I'm loving it. I love to see it. I honestly, I think I only pretty much exclusively uh, consume mostly female content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love supporting my women that way, uh, online, in person. I think we need to. Uh, it sounds like it's not negative, but it sounds negative. I think we need to decenter the male gaze, uh, and that's. Yeah. what is the future of embracing like female focused content exactly female entrepreneurship that's where it comes from it's like prioritizing yourself and your own achievements and uh, becoming the best version of you and not caring about what the people around you wow. think especially what the men around you think very well said yeah i think that's a future uh what else was in the question yeah, like how do we continue to foster their success? By supporting them, right? Like that. Yeah. And also, don't feel afraid to like start creating your own content. Like yeah. me and you have been doing that recently. Yeah. I think it's going well. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So we started like posting yeah. a bunch of Instagram content. Like I recently. I think it's been yeah, going it's, well. Hey guys, yeah. I got one thousand yeah. views. <laughs> yeah. Follow follow us on Instagram. I'm yeah. Tanmay.patia. Hey, it's Nandini. Oh. Girl, bye. Anyways. Oh, because it's not available. Her name's not as unique as mine. Oh my god, do you see this? Anyways, this whole podcast is to kind of bring in light about uh, women entrepreneurship, how to foster their success, how we and like you can also help them. Like, you don't have to be a woman to help women. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't get into it. Allyship is very important. Allyship that's literally how to help any community that's going through anything without allies we couldn't do anything really so i hope you guys enjoyed episode two of now stay in tune for episode three coming out soon it was great thank Thank you you. very much for having me thank you for coming onto the show